Hello, everyone, and it's been a while for Puno in Life with me, your host, Dina. Um, you might hear some noise in the background, just my son cooking in his kitchen. Oh, man, it's been it's been a while. Um, I took some two weeks off. Uh, baby is coming. It's It's been a little difficult. I am doing my best. It might feel like I sound like, it might feel like, it might sound like I'm running a marathon because I am intense right now um we had some contractions um monday of last week and uh yeah it's oh my due date's not to the end of the month but you know they're looking at an earlier delivery i was five days early with my son so possibilities on going early i'm all about it i'm ready i'm enjoying the warmth that has braced us um, embraced us. I can't talk today. Wow. Um, so a couple messages were, where did you go? Are you taking a break when you have the baby? So to be honest, obviously, um, when the baby does come, I probably will be a little incognito. I am going to do my best to pre-record some episodes so you guys aren't missing out on too much, but I generally don't like to pre-record too much in advance just in case something pops up or, you know, normally what I'll do is that week I have some ideas, some concept of the podcast episodes that I want to roll out. And if something pops up in pop culture or whatever, I'm going to talk about it, right? So I'm going to do my best to get some pre-recorded ones. Um, Sadie, God, thank God she's so flexible with me and understanding. I hate not being able to record with her, but with baby and I'm officially on my leave and trying to fit things in and then my toddler. There's a lot going on. Um, so today what I kind of was talking about was coming back. The most recent episode I had was with Tansiana Lampa and I love talking to her about fitness and health and corrective exercise and learning about it. And I have to say that um, it definitely is prepping me for after baby, definitely getting my butt in gear. Um, I was talking to her about uh, some things going on like with health and all this stuff like that. So that was super cool. And thank you guys so much for checking it out. As I can see, we had some awesome songs checking out on there. Um, looking at, let's see, let's see, let's see. Do I have any new friends? Um, and when I say that is my listeners. So um, same folks always. Thank you so much for tuning in. Netherlands, United Kingdom, Romania, Singapore, Belgium, Morocco, Hungary, France, Sweden, Australia, Poland, Brazil, Nigeria, Germany, Russia, Canada, Ireland, and of course, the United States of America. You guys rock my socks. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. So um, yeah, let's get into this because I've been talking now for about three minutes. And I know you want to hear what I have to talk about because the title says so. So let's talk about it. The vaccine. Dun, dun, dun. Now, this is not a political podcast. I've stated this numerous times. However, um, I did join this Facebook group that kind of piggybacked off of the Twitter group that I gr- joined when finding a vaccine. And um, I am an educator, so I know educators became eligible March 15th. Uh, however, being pregnant put me in a higher tier. Lots of people, lots of things to say. Oh, my God. I mean, I think I was reading an article about a doctor who in January got her second vaccine. People just read the title, did not read the article that she delivered successfully, her baby, um, and were like, 
this is child abuse. Oh my God. And I'm like, okay, okay. Okay. So one thing that really, really bothers me is I am not a doctor. Let's just put that out there, right? I am a biology teacher. That doesn't make me any smarter than the next person who does their research, right? Um, however, I do know a bit about the mRNA, proteins, and viruses. Yes, folks, I do. <laughs> so, you know, for me, I did some extensive research. For me, it is what fit the bill. For me, I decided to get it. For me, it is not child abuse, okay? So I decided to get it. A um, couple people are waiting until after pregnancy. Here's why I decided to get it. I decided to get it for number one. My husband had COVID in January, and it was the scariest thing in the world. He only had mild symptoms. Thank God. Thank God. However, I was fearful for me, uh, my unborn child, and um, sounds weird. I'm like unborn child. My baby in the fetus, in the womb, in the fetus. Seriously, did I just say that? Yes, I did. Strike that. Let's try it again. My baby in the womb and also my toddler son. Lo and behold, I did test negative. So I don't know if I have a strong immune system. I don't know if being an educator and being around different types of germs has built up my immune system or because I have a serious love relationship with Clementine. Um, I need to eat them 24-7. I can finish a three-pound bag in four days. So I don't know if that boosted up my immune system. I tested negative, right? But it was still very scary because, I mean, we didn't find out he was positive until we've been around him. He's in the same house. We're breathing the same air, all this stuff going on. My son did not get tested. Uh, we watched his symptoms. However, we are interested and will be getting the antibody test for him to see if he was exposed to it. Um, they are saying, you know, the younger ones tend to be a little more super powerful when it comes to this. However, we have been carefully observing him because sometimes six to eight weeks after there can be some symptoms. And that's what I think everyone forgets is even if you have a mild case of COVID, you can still have symptoms afterwards, much like my husband was experiencing and still is experiencing um, like shortness of breath. Sometimes like breathing can be a concerning issue. He is seeing a, uh, a lung specialist. You know, we want to be careful and be aware because again, it is not always, I had mild symptoms. I'm okay. Well, it is sometimes the after effects you have to be aware of. Also, as an educator in person with children, this also puts me at a higher risk being pregnant and being around them. So for me, this decision was easy. Protect me, protect my child in the womb, and protect my family members who I tend to be around. Um, so it was just simple. I also shared my information with, um, it's called VSafe. So anybody actually can sign up for this and share this way. Uh, you can just get more information out there about symptoms. So for me, I admit that day, especially being pregnant, I did not hydrate like I should. And when you're pregnant, you need to be hydrating 24 nine. Um, I know that there are not uh, nine days in the week, but you know what I mean? So I did experience arm soreness, much like if you've ever gotten the Tdap shot, um, a little more than a flu shot. And then the nausea was because the lack of my hydration. But they are saying that you should hydrate prior. Um, it does help curve some of the soreness. It does help, I guess, keep the body as if like you had the flu. You they always say hydrate with Gatorade and all that stuff. So I will be making sure on my second shot that I definitely do that because that's important for me. 
Also, I said to myself, being this is my second pregnancy, I don't want to. Now, after you give birth, for those of you who don't know, not only are you healing, whether it is a C-section or um, vaginal birth, you are healing your entire body. Your body, you're just pushed out a baby. Um, stress upon stress in the body. The body is just tired. You're weak. The baby's waking up to feed. You're t- it, it's a lot on the body. So I wanted to not have to experience if I had the symptoms of more fatigue, more nausea, maybe a fever. I wanted to be strong with that. So for me, again, these decisions were to hopefully pray. I did get an appointment, which I did, and get the vaccine before baby was born. Also discussions about possible uh, passing antibodies to the baby, whether via you do it prior or you do it via breast milk, which um, I do hope is the case. And that would be wonderful because, again, when I go back to work or if and when I venture outdoors, you know, my child, babies, newborns, their immune systems, they're non-existent. You know, you're helping to build them with your breast milk or you keep them safe and careful and you just want to make sure that they do not become victims of any type of cold or whatever it may be because they don't have the immune system that we have. Many people can argue and debate about this. You could listen to me and shut me off because you don't want to hear it. But again, it's not a political podcast. This is just me sharing my voyage, again, which I did share with um, the CDC and hopeful that more women who are pregnant don't feel, I guess, neglected with information that choose to take the vaccine. Because again, it is not that, and I know there's, I know the, um, the WHO said, they don't recommend it. The problem is there were no pregnant women or postpartum who are breastfeeding women included in the trials. And they are saying they should have been included in the trials because, well, women get pregnant. Um, women also, you know, you think about it. I got my Tdap shot. I got my flu shot. I get all these shots uh, protecting me, protecting baby. So what it comes down to is they are not recommending it or they're saying speak with your doctor or they're saying you have to look through the decisions because no one was included on that study. Um, Do I feel nervous and scared that I did get the vaccine and I guess I'm creating that study along with other women? I mean, I was a little nervous, I have to admit. However, I am more nervous to contract COVID. I am more nervous to become positive and have breathing issues and be hooked up to a ventilator and have a emergency C-section to get my baby out, possible issues with my child, and then forego some futuristic problems with lungs or heart or whatever the case may be because that's what COVID causes. So for me, when I weigh out the differences and for me, when I look at it, that was my decision-making skills. Um, Again, I'm not here to hear you tell me I'm a bad mom, I'm a bad parent. Uh, Just know that I read more than the titles. I read the articles. I do the research. And I make sure my decision that is made is shared with not only myself, but my husband. Um, I do share with my family. And sometimes my family differs on their opinions. But ultimately, when it comes down to it again, I read more than the titles. Um, And I also make sure that if there are more than one perspective, I am digging deep and looking into those perspectives. Yes, I'm still going to wear a mask, even though I get I'm got my first one and I'm gonna get my second one. Um, Yes, I feel like it's part of 
what I should do just to prevent any other damage. Um, just like when I get in the car, I put my son's seatbelt on and I put my my seatbelt on. Why? Because I want to protect him and I want to protect myself. So I don't care what anyone has to say. If they are anti-masks or anti-vaxxers, that is your belief. That is how you feel. Again, not a political podcast. Uh, just was emailed and asked how to go. What are your thoughts? What do you feel? Um, as far as my husband, he does have to wait the suggested 90 days to get the vaccine because he did test positive. The recommendation for that is because um, he does have antibodies, right? And then also because he had COVID, they're finding that more and more people who've had COVID and then do get the vaccine, their first dose is uh, the, the whammy, they say. The symptoms are a little heavier. Um you know, I don't know if that 90-day period is to, I guess, lessen the antibodies and less of a kick of a vaccine, if you will. Um, there's also talk that if you had COVID, do you have to get a second one if you get the first one? So there's a lot of information still going on. We're still learning about it. Um, I'm excited. There comes my son with his car in here in the studio. Um, I'm excited to learn more about it. And I feel that with more time, you know, we'll learn more. It'll be more educational. And I do hope that I can maybe see when I breastfeed and pump, maybe there's going to be a difference. I already know that as, you know, second time mom, your first milk is going to be filled with colostrum. And that is like the whammy that is not the whammy, but that is the greatness of breastfeeding. Uh, that's very powerful stuff. So we'll see. And I definitely will share with you guys. Uh, when I get my second shot again, uh, I don't know my due date's it for the end of the month, but I mean, we're, we're anytime right now. I am going to do my best to get as many episodes up for you guys pre-recorded for some great listening and great tuning in. I want to thank you guys for sticking with me because I know sometimes when you have a podcast episode and you just kind of take a break, people tend to just full off the radar. They don't really tune in and they're like, blah, 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 blah. But I have you guys sticking in and it just, I'm very grateful for that, especially uh, being pregnant and teaching and trying to juggle a lot. But um, as always, a new episode hits every Sunday at 12 noon. I will share with you guys tons and tons of things. Once baby is born, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to be tired and uh, if I babble like I babbled a little bit today, it's because I'm getting up every hour and a half to two hours. So, yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Make sure you guys check out the Instagram 4.0 in life. Give me a follow. I will post some goodies up on there as well as when baby comes. Some beautiful images. Otherwise, if you're not subscribed to my podcast, make sure you subscribe so you get alerted every time there's a new episode up on Sundays at 12 noon. Any questions, you can email me, thequeenbuzz at gmail.com. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. Bye, guys.